On this week's episode of Living Free with RP, we've got Alicia Perry. Like most people on the show, she has RP, but she's also an author of romance novels. And she loves to travel. Just picks a place and off she goes. So you gotta love that. So you should definitely enjoy this one. Here is Alicia Perry's journey. Thank you um, very much for taking the time out today to be on my uh, podcast. No problem. Tell all our listeners uh, who you are and where you're from, your family, and just introduce yourself. My name is Alicia Bryant-Perry. I am a author of romance novels, and I have RP. Um, sorry about that. Um... I have four children and a husband. Nice. And uh, when did you get diagnosed? I was diagnosed at six. Do you remember, like, what was the first time you actually remember, though, getting diagnosed, though? I mean, I imagine, do you remember, like, being diagnosed at six or, like? I remember um, them telling me that I would go, that I wouldn't be able to see. And I remember asking, what did that mean? And they told me that one morning I would wake up and I would see nothing but darkness. Hmm. So I remember that day. Do you remember how you felt at that at that time? Terrified, basically. And how do you feel now about it all these years later? It took so long for it to become a reality that for a long time I just thought that they were wrong about it. And it didn't really occur to me that it would actually happen. And then about six years ago, I went to the doctor because I had a a raging headache and um, my sight was really blurry. And so I went to the doctor and he did some tests and found out that it was starting to progress more rapidly than it did in the past. So you've done pretty well, like since then like visually wise it's been declining for the last in more rapidly in the last two years than it has ever before so at this rate my doctor presumes that it should be completely out in about a year really really is he basing that off of what like what kind of tests have you had done um, visual field tests. I've had uh, needles stuck in my eyes. I've had all kind of stuff done mm-hmm. um, to see what kind of what kind of retina damage that I was having. And they take photos every time that they go, and so they kind of do a timeline on how much is fading or turning black 
as as I like to call it, uh, on the photos. And so they gave it about a year. Well, where about is your vision like right now? So on the in the left eye, I have about five percent left, and in the right eye, I have about twenty five percent left. But That's I still right have eye, central sure. vision in the right eye. Okay, y'all. So you don't have any central vision in the left eye. Um, it's more to the upper right corner that I have vision. Oh wow! Left eye. I never thought about it like you know having a variation like that. Yeah. Oh okay. Do they like? Did they ever put you on anything like you know vitamin A or? They told me to eat more blueberries. Really? That was the only thing that they really told me to do was to try to eat more blueberries. Wow. Why? Why? What was their thought process on the blueberries? Have no idea. It was just uh, they said the antioxidants help with vision in blueberries. Interesting. Um, Let's look into that. But as of medication they've never given me any medication i'm currently waiting on my genetic testing to be done to find out exactly what kind of rp that i have yeah okay and that'll help that will i found that like to me it it seems and i don't know how it goes for other people but i find that like i think shifts in rp seem to happen for me every about 10 years like like you know, I was I you know had night vision issues kind of in my my teens, twenties. It was you know that night vision was worse. Got to about my late twenties, and that's when kind of like my now I started to experience kind of like missing handshakes in my late twenties, and then thirties is where I was like, okay, now I'm starting to have issues during the day. Like before, I never really was, but now I'm having issues during the day, and then here we are now. So I don't know if you know. If I can agree like with other that. people experience like um, these started, long lulls. Um, I started having problems seeing the floor about seven years ago, so I could walk and look straight, but mm-hmm. I can't see the floor at all. Um, okay. Of, of course, night the nighttime is almost if it's dark, I'm almost completely blind. Um. Oh no, we're we're, we're not good at night. <laughs> right. That's the fr- That's that first thing to to go. Right. Definitely. So, I mean, so really up until when did you like I'm assuming you drove? Yes, I did. Um I gave up my keys about a year ago. Okay. Which and was, by, I mean, may I ask how for the listeners know how old you are now? I'm 36 years old. Oh, okay. That's not, you, 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 that's pretty good, actually, I think. I think if you made it that far. Right, right. Because I stopped driving at 35, which was my goal. So that so I was pretty much happy. I just wanted to outlast my mom. Oh, your mother has it also? Oh, yeah. Yep. She's like, you know, oh, pretty much almost blind at this point. But, yeah, she stopped. I think she stopped driving, like, in her early 30s. Like, or maybe not even at 30, maybe. So my goal was just, I felt like I was doing, I was better or doing better, you know, if, if I can make it to 35. I was like, if I'm doing a 35, then what I'm doing and how it's progressing has got to be a little better than my mom's because I'm taking vitamin A, I've been taking it longer than her. And because uh, she got diagnosed like at 32. So, so I felt right. my, my goal is 35 and I was comfortable because I have been driving since I was about 18. So 
I feel like I got my, uh, I got that experience because I know a lot of people with RP that, I mean, they don't even have the experience of driving. I mean, so. Right. I learned that uh, in the community. Um, I just started really reaching out to other people that had RP. From my understanding, from what I was told when I was younger, it was so rare that um, I wouldn't ever meet anybody that had. But because of social media, um, of course, I've met people that have RP. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, growing up and things like that, I didn't know anybody. <laughs> it was really rare. I think the first person I ever met that, I mean, one girl at, uh, at my martial arts studio was like one of the first in really in, in person that I met that had, she had RP, but she also had ushers. Oh. Um, so it was kind of like, I was like, wow. I was like, you're like one of the first people I ever really met in person that really had a similar condition to myself. So that's kind of cool, you know. But right. yeah, but it's not even, and that's not that long ago. So it's definitely something where you don't always come across people. Oh, you have RP? Oh, I have RP too. So right. It's it's very rare, but it's exciting though because it's nice to have people like share stories and problems and things that you have struggled with and get other people's feedback and or maybe you can joke about things that nobody else would ever get the jokes or references. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so it's finally nice to like you have somebody to you know, especially like that's the reason why I like starting this because i get to talk to people and you know and, and share my experiences with them and and then they the same thing it's like oh my god yeah that's happened to me or yeah oh my god i never thought about it that way and, and it's just it's a lot of fun because we don't you know yeah it, definitely facebook has opened up a lot of you know things like oh my god like there's a lot more people that have rp and there's a lot more different versions of rp than i had really known about Right. I didn't know. I just thought if you had Red Knights, Pigment Tulsa, that was it. Or if you had Ushers, that was it. But then I learned through Facebook that there's so many different types. I think I read somewhere there was close to 2,000 different types. Oh, my God. Wow. I did not see that, but that's that's fascinating. <laughs> right. Well, I guess it all depends on how, I guess, the gene mutates or whatever, and however it causes your, you know, mutate, whatever causes that. So, right. I guess there's so many different genes and, and all that stuff, so. Yeah, I, I, uh, my understanding was always there was um, like RP that I have where you lose your peripheral and then, you know, it works its way to, you know, night vision and peripheral, and then you kind of left with central. And then I know there is a typical RP, which is the reverse. You lose your central and you are left with peripheral. Um, I have a couple friends that are a typical RP. And so that's, I mean, I've seen that, but I, I just didn't know there was just so just so more detailed variations and how, you know, how it progresses. And um, like some people have a very slow progression, like mine, mine, I feel like it's a very slow progression. So I feel lucky in that way. And, but then some people it's like, they get diagnosed at say like 10 and they're almost blind by the time they're 11, you know, or something. And that's, you know, that's crazy. But I guess it all just, it just all depends on what, you know, family history and DNA and, you know, and, all that and what, you know, what gene right. caused I, what? I consider mine a really slow progression. Like I thought I'd be blind way before now. Well, because that's no nobody knew anything back then. Even when you were six, probably. I mean, you're about almost my age. So even when I got diagnosed at fourteen, yeah, like it was still you know relatively new, and that was the thing. Like all doctors knew to say to were, well, you have RP, and you're probably gonna go blind. Right. Because that's, I mean, you can do this, you can, you can do this. This is the only thing really, I mean, I guess I started taking vitamin A around when I was 18. Um, so I, I mean, I definitely attribute that to how well my vision is today. 
So, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but for my version of whatever RPI I have, which at some point I would like to get gene testing just so I can kind of nail that down. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I know that vitamin A has worked wonders for me because I've been to the eye doctors and they said that they've seen pictures of my eyes and, and they're like, you know, usually people your age, it's, it's you know, isn't that your, your usable vision is not as good, but yours is like 2025. Like you're still, yours is doing pretty good. And you know, like, you could be like, oh, here's where the RP is. You can see it in the picture, but it's not, you know, as crazy as it normally would be. So I think I have to try vitamin A. Definitely worth it. I mean, I think at any age, I mean, I, I drink a lot. I recommend drinking a lot of water because a lot of people, well, the big thing that people are worried about and they always tell you like, because since it's such a high dosage of vitamin A, um, they say it could cause like liver damage, but I just got, I mean, like I said, I've been taking it for almost 20 years and, uh, I'm a beer drinker and, uh, but I'm big into fitness also. So I'm, I, I drink a lot of water. I'm always, I try, I really like to stay hydrated. So that's, you know, I think as long as you're staying hydrated and keep that up and, and you know, you get your blood work. Like I said, I just got my blood work like December and my, my liver function is still fine. So okay. definitely worth it. Uh, you know. If you have any, uh, if if you're wondering which one to get, because they, they have you know various uh, companies that do it, but uh, there's two different kinds that I've recently have used, but most one I've been using for like the long, long, long time. I forgot the name of the company, but um, I can always send that to you. I'd appreciate that. No problem. Uh, but yes, that's I I I think I feel like things like that, any any little bit could help. Um, they also say I don't know if you've ever heard, but they also say that vitamin E in high doses is the same kind of high dosage speeds it up. Wow. Yeah. So I always always think when I was younger, I thought it like meant any vitamin. I thought it meant vitamin E in general. So I would avoid foods like um, kiwis and stuff like that because kiwis are high in vitamin E. But okay. they're really good for runners. And I was a runner uh, in high school. So I still am. Um, but then I learned, I you know got a little more educated with it. And basically it's like stuff like that isn't going to affect you. Like the vitamin E that's in foods and things like that aren't. That's not going to really speed it up. It has to be the same high volume, same high dosage. Like, so if you were, like, say, on a vitamin E supplement or something, that that would be something you wouldn't want to take. Okay. But it's, yeah, it sounds like you have a... Yeah, only thing that's different, Mike, between mine and yours, it seems like I don't think I have a variation between eyes, though. I mean, I do have a good eye and a bad eye, and that's only because I know I have... I do have cataracts, I think, in both eyes, but one's really strong in my left eye. I had an ocular stroke about mm, three years ago. Okay. Um, in my left eye. And um, my left eye has always been my problem. I, I, my right eye I see pretty well out of. My left eye, even as a kid, was always weaker than the right. Hmm. What's so, a, what exactly is an ocular stroke? So the blood vessels, you know, in the brain, when you have a stroke, um, right. the blood vessels constrict in the brain. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing happened in the eye. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never heard that. Uh, like I said, I'm always learning new things, like you know, doing this podcast, because <laughs> people did really get different, you know, are, you know, dealing with different kind of things. And so that's, that's, that's definitely a different one. Yeah. If you um, look at photos of me, um, mm -hmm. I'll send you a photo later. Um, with my glasses off, you can tell the distinct difference between my left eye and my right. Oh, okay. So what things do you like to do? 
Like, what are like your interests? Um, I'm a reader. I love to read. I will read before I watch anything on television. Um, of course, I kind of got into audiobooks about three or four years ago when my vision started acting up. So I listened to a lot of audiobooks. Um, I'm a student um, here in Houston. So I'm getting my degree as we speak. Um, and I like to travel. I go all over the world. That's awesome. Like, uh, well, congrats on your, you know, getting into your degree. And um, where have you been? Like, where have you gone? Mexico, the Bahamas, Jamaica, um, all over the U.S. Uh, right before the pandemic, like, when I say I flew back to Houston the night before they locked everything down um, from Vegas. I was in Vegas. It was uh, quite surreal to see Vegas quiet. (laughs) No, it's got to be. Yeah, I like to travel. I try to go somewhere once a quarter. And And I randomly randomly pick somewhere to go. Oh, that's cool. That's actually fun. It is. So how do you feel, though, that how has RP affected those things? Besides, I mean, obviously, audiobooks is now more your your thing now. But what about traveling? Um, I find that usually when I travel, when I have my cane with me, people are really accommodating to me. Um, I love going to the airport. They part like the Red Sea when I walk through. I don't have to go through crazy check uh security checks. Nice. Um. And I told myself that I would see as much as I possibly could, um, as long as I could. So um, I do that a lot. Um, honestly, it more than anything, it, it hinders me at night more than anything else. When I'm out in, in unfamiliar places, it, it hinders me at night. Um, I have to walk the route, you know, pre-plan where I'm going. I'm really big on research and planning where I'm going and how I'm going to get there and things like that. So if I'm going to a restaurant and I know that I haven't been there before, I'll take the time out in the daytime to walk past. If it's open, um, I'll stop and talk to like the concierge and let them know, Hey, you know, I'll be back tonight. Um, my vision is a little off, you know, ask them if they have a larger print, um, take along my uh, handheld digital magnifier, things like that. Um, but I guess I've just gotten used to it. That's smart, though. That's like that's like uh, doing some little spy work, you know, kind of like, and that's kind of like what I always like doing too. You know, if I'm gonna be doing somewhere, you know, or I'm sure like towards the end when you were driving, you'd probably did something similar to what I would do, and I would always look on Google Maps and kind of look at the layout if I was driving somewhere I hadn't been and make you know just really make sure I know where I was going and so or knowing which like or what time you're coming back oh yeah oh yeah is, that it, gonna, is it gonna be nighttime like I don't want to be driving back at night or is it something I can do like if I'm gonna drive at if I'm gonna be driving back at night how how hard is this gonna be and then um stuff like yeah definitely way more planning here's uh, the thing I wasn't a big fan of driving which um kind of surprises people I never, I, I didn't get my license till I was 21, and it oh, was wow. um, because I, I had a baby and I needed to take her to the doctor. Um, 
I, w- I never was a fan of driving. Hmm. So not driving didn't bother me as much because I prefer being on the passenger side anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I did have to go somewhere, um, I never went more than like I've, n- I've never driven long distances before. I would always, you know, go to the store or to the mall or something like that, but never long distances because I, I was never truly comfortable. Um, so I didn't really do it. Right. No, I, I, I don't blame you. There's some things like I would, even if it was something where I know like I've been plenty of times, so I would just tell my friends like towards the end of driving, I'd just be like, listen, it's going to be nighttime. And I, yes, I know. I could probably get myself back home. It's like it's not that far away, but I'd prefer if you could pick me up. I would be probably better. Right. And you have pretty cool friends, and you know that you know that's not a problem. They understood that that it really if I can avoid driving at night and uh, doing certain things, then yeah, I'll, I'll uh, avoid that. I mean, I still have actually a valid driver's license right now, at least until de- at least until December. That's when my uh, <laughs> December this year. This is when my license ex- expires, and then I have to I have a decision to make if I want to try to renew it, just because, or if I want to finally kind of really break into um, signing up for you know for services for the blind and and uh, getting a regular oh, ID I have, and all I that. have uh, in our city if you're if you're disabled like that. You get uh, we have it's called Metro's Lift, and mm-hmm. so you call the day before and you tell them where you're going, and they will take you. The only thing is you have to wait. So, let's say I have a doctor's appointment at eleven, mm-hmm. and the doctor sees me at eleven fifteen, but my ride isn't supposed to be back until one o'clock. So I have to sit and wait, which I hate. Um, um, I have a provider. She takes care of all of my doctor's appointments and stuff that I have to do outside of um, the normal. So she takes care of those kind of things for me. Nice. Right. That works. Nah, so, I mean, I haven't decided. I mean, like, do they have, like, services for the blind and things like that out where you are? Right. Um, Is that just, uh, you know transportation but do they actually have like a place that would provide you with like you know i know here we have you know i can get a free cane and other things that i need and they'll also find me work if i want to go back Um, to work the texas workforce commission it used to be called dars when i first started but um about two years ago they changed the texas workforce commission and they provide services for they pay for my education so i don't pay a tuition to go to school um they pay for any kind of training I need, any kind of equipment that I need to go to school with. I have a lot of cool equipment. Um, I have um, this one thing called a, um, what is it called? A human wear. And so it's like a tablet. It's kind of heavy, but it has uh, a camera on it. You connect the camera to the um, to the human wear and I can turn it around and I can be in a regular classroom. I don't have to sit in the front row if I don't want to. And it um, shows me what the what the board is saying without Ooh, me. Oh, that's nice. It. Yeah. Um, I have all kinds of um, things on my computers to that tell, uh, what is that thing called? JAWS. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, I, I have a lot of stuff, stuff that read that the humanware things will take a picture of a book, uh, a textbook or anything. Let's say someone sends me a letter or like my children uh, found out today, uh, their report card. Um, I take a picture of their report card and ask the humanware to read me what it says. And so it reads me all the uh, everything that's on the paper. Technology's been a technology's a big help for us. Right. They weren't happy with that one. <laughs> I said my mom used to have this thing like in the nineties. It was like huge. It was called Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, a screen magnifier. And it was like this it had a black and white T V above it and you it had a little slide a thing below it where you would you know, almost like a giant microscope kind of like and that's what you do. You would slide, like, say you want to read a book or something. You would put the book under it in the screen. That's where you look at the screen, and it would magnify everything. So I've seen some weird gadgets uh, growing up. Or my mom had, like, the 9-volt battery thing, so that it would, uh, she would attach it to her coffee, so that she would, when she poured coffee, it, she would know when it was high enough. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of those little little things like that. I mean, I try to be, I'm very much like, I kind of like living off the grid right now. Where, I mean, realistically, as far as the government knows, like, you know, uh, they don't know I'm visually impaired. Um, but at the same time, I know at some point I have to make that, that call if I want to other renew my license and say, hey, you know what? It, there's part of me that believes in, you know, five to ten years that there will be uh, at least a cure for most RP. So I could be driving again you know, in five to 10 years. And I feel like maybe if I'm, if I renew my license, it kind of gives me that hope. Well, where here, if I sign yeah. over, I feel like that's it. Like I'm kind of saying like, I'm closing a chapter. Well here, I know the only way that they take your license is if you have an, uh, an accident, if you have an accident, something like that happens and yeah, they'll take your license, but they don't require me to do a road test. Okay. Um, no, like yeah, for renewing you're good. Like for renewing, I mean, at least here in Connecticut, all I have to, all really I have to be able to do is sit down and get a picture taken, and, and you know, not look like I'm having any issues. Or obviously, I couldn't walk in with a cane because I would look weird. Right. Um, but if I were say to bring one of my friends with me and say, "Hey, all right, let's like you know, play tell me where problem. to go." Yeah, play it out. Tell me where to go. Tell me, make sure there's no like, let me know where anything is. All I got to do is get to that chair or wherever I got to go to take the picture. Get up, walk away. I right, go to the counter, make sure I give my information. Don't look good, know where to look, and I could probably, you know, okay. But I haven't decided if that's like what I want to do, or if, you know, like I said, do I want to finally just embrace all of the free stuff that comes with, you know, getting, you know, signing up for services for the blind and all that? Because, like right now, if like say if I were to get in a car right now and go drive, and let's say oh, I get pulled over or whatever, uh. A cop does not know that I'm collecting social security benefits. Nobody knows. Right. As long as I as long as I pull my information, give him my, you know, insurance card, registration, it won't it doesn't I don't lose anything. Now if I sign up for services for the blind and then say I decide I'm gonna go drive one day and I get pulled over, that's it. Boom. It's flagged and I'm I lose my benefits. Done. So as of right now, I'm kind of in that gray area. I'm off the grid. So, I mean, I have the option. If I wanted to drive, I could. But it's not. It's it's definitely not something I, I choose to. I don't drive. I gave it up in 
Yeah, I probably since I've given it up, I've probably driven maybe two, three times, and it was only because like I had to. Right. You know, like it was a scenario where like okay, I had to just like I actually just drove briefly when we moved here last year. My um, I have a car that I like to work on in future project with my son, and that's the reason why I got it because I still I could still work on cars. Um, but it the brakes weren't that good on it, like so I didn't feel comfortable with anybody else driving it. And literally, like, we were moving less than a mile away. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I know the layout. I know exactly where to go. All I need is somebody in the passenger seat to kind of be my, you know, my extra eyes. And, um, you know, we'll get there. And we knew it was fine. Nothing nothing happened. It wasn't a big deal. But that was one of those scenarios where, okay, it's nice to have, you know, I must be able to once in a while still kind of do things like that and feel like myself. You know? And sometimes you want to get away without, I guess, for, for me personally, yeah. Um, I like my alone time. I I, oh, I like my shoes without someone knowing what I'm buying. Um, that's my biggest thing. Um, I hate when someone asks me, "Do you really need to spend the money on that?" And I'm thinking to myself, "It's really my money." <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. my biggest thing. I've heard of people like going to restaurants and they they'll actually ask the person that they're with, not you, what you want. Yeah, I've had that happen once. Like, oh, what does she want? Like, like you can't, like, like you're so disabled that you can't actually order your own food. Right, you can't. Art, you know, my eyes are gone. My brain is okay. I promise. <laughs> what does she? What does she want? Uh, uh, she's right here, and uh, she'll have a cheeseburger. <laughs> right. <laughs> she. I. 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 First, someone told me that when I was on a podcast, I was. It blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, I'd be so. Like, I think I'd be pissed off. I'll be, it's quite annoying yeah I, I could imagine like say you know going out with my wife and uh you know my son say to a restaurant and say i happen to bring my cane or something and, and i can't imagine like them actually not even referring to me and just looking over at my wife going is he okay what does he want and like like I'm, you can talk to me <laughs> right <laughs> my voice works <laughs> my hearing works oh yeah that's that'd get me so speaking of that, going this is a good segue. Uh, what other questions do you think you've gotten as you've kind of been dealing with this that like irk you or bother you? You know, when it comes to you know RP, like you know, for instance, I always say it's, hey, can you tell me how many fingers I'm holding up, or you know, can you see this? Um, that you know that doesn't bother me. That you know that part doesn't bother me. It was more about um raising my kids, um. I'm I'm also a foster parent, and um, for a long time they didn't know that I had RP, um, because one it wasn't their business, and two my doctor said that I was <laughs> fine to do it. Um, I like that. So I was a foster parent, and so I had a surprise visit, and my cane was out, and of course I had to explain what it was, and so they were hesitant that I could take care of children, oh. and. That was my, you know, their kids. I can see well enough to see if their clothes are correct. Um, how how would you clean your house? And oh, yeah. when you do um, occupational mobility, they teach you all of that stuff. Like they make you clean your house blindfolded. I don't know oh, if wow. you know that. Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. So they they come in and they give you a blindfold and you start doing your regular 
stuff. They come and teach you how to cook. They turn it. They come and teach you how to clean, how to get from point A to point B. Um, I can ride a bus from my from anywhere in the city back home with no problem. Um, and so a lot of times people were like, "Oh my God, can you can you do paperwork?" Well, yeah, I can. Um, I might require more gadgets but i still can do what i need to do oh, i i mean it's funny you mentioned all that and uh because i didn't experience a huge that that much until we had our son and my mother-in-law was big about that towards my mom so they kind of clashed heads because my mom felt that she was judging her and worrying about because because she would do that like oh, oh how can you have you know you know, Evan over at, you know, and is she going to be able to, you know, change his diaper? Is she going to be able to, and my mom got really, like, really offended and pissed off about that. So it was something I really dealt with a lot. And when, you know, we had Evan and having, you know, and my mom wanting to be, you know, a grandparent and take care of and she's like, and, and she was fine. My mom did. Like a couple of times, you know, uh, my mother-in-law would come to pick up Evan from my parents' house and my mom would have been like, say, well, she was in the middle of changing Evan and she, and she did it fine. And that was kind of like the point where I think where my mother-in-law was starting to realize that, you know, we could do it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's only the limits that you put on yourself. You know, um, there are certain things that I can't do. And, and I'm okay with that, but there's a lot of stuff that I can still do. I just hate when like people take control of the situation Oh, I'm going to help you. I didn't require your help. I'm fine. Oh, don't do that. Oh, uh, I was out, I was out with my cane one time and I was coming home and I was, and it's, it's a routine travel for me. And, um, so, uh, I was almost home and a guy stopped in the middle of the road and he was like, Oh yeah, uh, watch out for that curb. You've area. Uh, there's a tree in your way. There's something. I was like, dude, dude, dude I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I thanked him and I was like, yeah, 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 I know. And then just kind of carried on. But that kind of stuff, I was like, you cannot interrupt a you know visually impaired or blind person you can't do that that's actually more dangerous uh -huh, you know, like i know what i'm doing street. i don't need i do not i didn't ask for your help you know i don't need it and that, but then you know what if you say something then you're the rude person yeah oh, i was just trying to help yeah and there's a a line between helping and interfering because oh, yeah. you learn you learn a lot of stuff. You learn how to get where you need to go. You learn how to do what you need to do without interfering. Yeah, um, I don't like people touching me or doing that, like or telling me things where things are, and unless like unless I look at you and say, "Hey, can you help me a second? Like, or yeah, I'm always losing something. So, you know, like my my wallet, or you would say, put it back in the same place. Yeah, it, it just looks. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. And then I'm always searching for something. Or my mama used to struggle with um, people petting her guide dog in public. And they don't understand that, like, the dog is working. It's highly dangerous for you to pet the dog. And now, you know, like I said, and now here's another situation where, you know, my mom is, like, coming across as a jerk or something cause, because she's simply telling them, you can't do that. You know, you're going to endanger me because my dog is working. You wouldn't bother somebody at work and just start touching them or doing things like they were trying to do their job. It's the same thing. So, 
And they, you know, my mom would be like, hey, if you want to pet my dog, yes, you know what? I'll take the harness off, but let me know. Like, just don't go and try to sneak. Right, right. Um, I'm in the process now of getting um, a guide dog. Um, I have some stuff that I have to do in order to get it, but I'm in the process now of getting one. What's the process out there? Because I know here, and this is another reason why I'm thinking about um, signing up for services for the blind, which actually just reminded me that I did send the email to my my eye doctor, and I kept forgetting to actually because I actually because what I'm supposed to get to begin the whole service for the blind thing, I'm supposed to get um, something from uh, an eye doctor. They had to fill out a form or whatever, and I remember I did do that, so I kind of started the process just before kind of all this you know was happening. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, out here, I know it's, you know, you, you have to get, um, you have to do that. And then for me to get a dog, I'd probably, I'm probably going to go through the same place my mom goes to, uh, Fidelco. And if, um, they require, I have to have a mobility test and, and all that stuff. So I have to sign up for services blind so I can get, you know, mobility training and all that stuff. And then I could get a dog. That'd be the, really the biggest reason for me to probably do that would be because I do want a dog. Um, I have to do a video of me walking for at least two miles and crossing a street with a light mm -hmm. unassisted. Um, someone has to record me from behind. Um, have to have my O&M specialist send in paperwork saying that I had O&M. Also, my doctor send in paperwork saying... Uh, my diagnosis and prog and my prognosis, and then there's a um, a three week school we have to go to in California, and you're gone uh, three weeks straight, and you work six hours a day with uh, a guide dog and with uh, an O and M specialist that specialized in guide dogs. Oh, sounds like fun. You get to travel again. Yeah, I just don't want to be away from my kids for 21 days. That's a that's a long time. That's... I can imagine what my house will look like in 21 days. <laughs> <laughs> On the bright spot, you won't be able to see most of it. So maybe there's a good, so there's a, there's some positivity. Yeah, it. this will follow. <laughs> see, see, this is where I look at like I try to spin a lot of positive things with RP, and I, you know, and I tell people sometimes that's one thing, like. You know, if, if someone comes to my house and, you know, our house and it's not super clean, I could be like, oh, I missed it. I'm, hey, you know, I do most of the cleaning here. So, you know, what do you want? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and most people know me. So they and they know that. So they won't judge because they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I know Mike. You know, he probably just missed a few spots here and there, you know. Oh, I'll give my mother-in-law sass a lot, too. You know, because I tell them like I'm the one does the cleaning. So if you, you keep mentioning that, you know, oh, there's you have this between your couch. I'm like, I'm like, oh well, I probably missed something. And that's when she'll be like, yeah, you know, I probably missed something too when I clean. I'm like, yeah, we all do. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I like to look at the positivity of things. Like, hey, we can get away with a few things because you know, just a few. You know, yep, there's a few things you you, you got to use that uh, once in a while. It's okay to use the RP card. Right especially if you're doing things that people are surprised anyway like you know like you know, i mow my own lawn and i do other things that really i could probably have somebody else do for me and it might come out a little better but i kind of like you know i like i just you know I, I like doing that kind of stuff i'm very much about i want to do things my way um and i don't like people just telling me what i need to do so 
Yeah, my mom knows that very well. Because my mom always will say things like, <laughs> my mom will always say things to me like, um, I'm going to tell you my opinion. I know you won't listen to me, but I'm going to tell you my opinion. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know me, mom. Now I'm yeah, someone mom like you. Ask my opinion. She kind of tells me what she thinks I should know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we just got to go, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Or you should do this. Like, I, I, yeah. Okay. I'll think about that. <laughs> I mean, I literally paid my friend who, like, he has a little side thing going now where he's going mow, mowing people's lawns. And I, I mean, I literally paid him like 25 bucks to mow my lawn only because it was getting out of control and I hadn't, I hadn't really gotten a uh, new lawnmower yet. So, so technically, if I really wanted to, and I could be lazy about it, or that, and that's at least how I look, and nobody else would judge me, though, if I said, hey, you know, my wife can't do it because she's got allergies. I mean, I think I have a little allergies, too, but I just deal with them. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know if it's like a man thing or if it's, you know, you're in your house and, you know, and I, 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 I I want to do that and and but nobody else would care i'm sure if i said hey i pay this i pay my friend 25 bucks 20 bucks whatever and he mows my lawn for me they would be like oh well you know you have your eye thing so it's, it must be really tough for you to mow lawn anyway and they would probably they wouldn't bat an eye but for me yeah my husband doesn't that, even get mowed on lawn we pay someone every two weeks to come and mow the lawn see look at it, see and he's probably has he has probably good vision <laughs> yeah, he does he, he just, see? Um, <laughs> my son is 11 and I don't know what happened in the backyard, but the guy came and mowed it on a Wednesday. And that following Tuesday, it was so hot that it was ridiculous. So my 10-year-old son got it there mowed it. And I, was, I came out and looked, and I was like, okay, I'm not paying a lawn man anymore. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. Do it up. Right. Well, the problem for me is I spent most of my childhood not, I didn't, I never mowed a lawn. I think one time I did my, one of my mom's friends, uh, because my stepfather was a huge workaholic. So he always preferred to do it. He'd come home from work and he would do it. So I missed out on a lot of that stuff. Um, when I was younger, I mean, the most I did in terms of yard work was I used to work for a landscaper and, uh, I would do the weed whack work. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the man on a weed whacker. But I've never really had a lawnmower. So I, I, you know, we literally just got a house last year. And, like, this is something I wanted to do. And I'm going to do it for as long as I could possibly can until that moment comes where I'm like, this is just too dangerous. Or um, it's just, just too much work. And now, now I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have a friend do it for me. Right. I'm fortunate enough, one, like, I have two really, I have two of my best friends. Like, I mean, actually, three of my best friends actually live in the same town as me. And, uh... Two of one of one that does the lawn mowing, and another one would do it for me too. So I have two pretty pretty much people, two people definitely. If I said, "Hey, think you can buy swing by and mow my lawn for me?" I'll pay you, like, no problem. Right. And we all know that RP is all about having a very strong, um, kind of small support group. I feel like you feel like you need your most core people, your friends, your best friends, and you need to have like those people that you can kind of you rely on. I think most people in that. Um, know me generally forget that I have RP. <laughs> you have been there. You ever, do you, you ever go into a bar and then your friends keep walking and you're having a moment <laughs> like, you're, like, like you're, they just go because you've done, you're, you do so well. Like I, like I do so well with my RP. So my friends will just go right and start walking. And now I'm kind of like, my vision's kind of progressed a little more. So it's a little more difficult for me to kind of just to continue on. 
And I'm like, I just stop. If I once I feel uncomfortable, I'll stop walking. I don't care if I'm like in front of people. I don't care where I am. I will literally just stop walking. And uh, my friends will just keep walking. All of a sudden, they're like, I'm like, I'm like, guys, uh, I, yeah, I need me. help. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. The movie theater. Um. Is probably the closest I am to going blind ever because when I go to the movie theater um it's extremely dark and I'm one of those people that have to go to the bathroom 30 times an hour oh no and so every time I get up man I like I know (laughs) you say that again that's the worst for people with RP because you know you gotta find the you have to have like get somebody to help or help you to the bathroom or you gotta you know get your can out go go venture out yeah that's tough during a movie Right. Um, and so I'm always aware where the bathroom is, no matter where I am. But oh, in yeah. movie theater, when it's, you know, when all the lights go down, um, yeah, I'm pretty much really uncomfortable. Oh, I, I got to watch how much I drink. Like, if I, because usually I like to get like a giant blue icy, but I'm now I'm like, well, if this is going to be a, Almost, you know, if it's a Star Wars movie or an Avengers movie or something, I'm going to be there for like almost three hours. Uh, I, I can't, I can't do that because I don't want to disturb my friends and be like, "Hey, can one of you go walk me to the bathroom?" And I just, it's just, I, I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to do that, you know. But I definitely can really also to, you know, you know, we always have to find the bathroom no matter where we go, restaurant or whatever. That's the first question. <laughs> where's, where's the bathroom? How far is it? Can we sit somewhere that's not too far away from it? Right. Right. You know, having the cane is great because normally, like, a lot of establishments will, you know, are very, like, you know, accommodating. You know, like you said, you know, they help you. When you when they see that cane, you know, I, I've experienced a bunch of times in bars, they, you know, they would ask my friends, you know, make sure that I'm okay and if I needed help getting drinks or whatever. Right, right. I have, you know, I... I hang out with probably I have to tell you I had um some friends I met on a cruise ship. We're really good friends now, but when I met them on a cruise ship, um I took my cane while everybody was at the um at the Lido deck, which is where you eat. So everybody's at the Lido deck. And so I took my cane and went around and kinda got comfortable with my surroundings. Um, to see if I could do it without the cane. And so as long as I was on the ship, I kind of was comfortable walking around and knowing where everything was. So I wouldn't use the cane cane as much. I would at night, but not in the daytime. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, we're getting ready to get off the ship, and my friends see me pull the cane out. And they're like, wait, wait, what just happened? I was like, oh, yeah, I have, I said, I'm legally blind. And they're like, no, for real. I was like, yeah, for real. I'm legally blind. <laughs> you know, I just took the time to <laughs> go around and figure my surroundings out before I, you know, before it was too crowded and I, and I was okay. But now we're getting off this ship. Watch what happens. And so I go to get off the ship and like, every, I got to use the elevator. Somebody carried my bags for me. It was great. And so <laughs> my friends were like, can we get a, a cane? Can you tell us where we can buy one? Because we need that. <laughs> Like, I'm telling you, sometimes like you worry that you know you're gonna be judged or, or or you know just we just I think we 
I didn't like having a cane initially because I felt it labeled me, you know, as the blind guy. So yeah, it takes but. a lot of it takes a lot of um, what do you call it? It takes a lot of confidence, I think, to yeah, just say, use it. To just... Because after a while, you do become that. You don't want to become that stereotypical, you know. And people stare, like they don't realize mm-hmm. they're staring, but they do. I've walked by somebody and I can hear their kid whisper or say something, or, you know, because we have super hearing. We and do. I can hear the kid. I can hear that kid go, "Oh, dad, like, why, you know, what's that? Like, why is he? What's he using that for? You know, or something." And I can hear the dad be like, "Oh, well, that that helps him see, or something." You know. Right. So people are, people are curious. People are yeah, you know. So people are always gonna either be curious or, and it's not like negative sometimes, but yeah, there are people that are curious. Other people that you know. Or you know, rude. <laughs> so right, and you're gonna deal with it. My therapist told me my uh, mobility therapist. She uh, had to drill in my head that um, it was okay to hit people with the cane if they walked in front of me. <laughs> That's like, what it is my not mom your, said. You know, yeah. you're assuming that that they can see, and they're assuming that you can't. So if they step in front of you, hit them with the cane. Yep, I had to, that was my biggest struggle. My biggest struggle still, and it still is actually, if I'm in a crowded place and I'm using, if I was using a cane, like I tell them, if I could say, you know, Walmart or something, and I'm like, I'm like, mom, like, what do I do, you know, if I'm in a crowded situation and I'm swinging my uh, my cane around and I, you know, I, you know, what, what if I hit somebody? She's like, well, that's their fault. She's right. like, your your safety is more important than theirs. Than their comfort. Yep. So they, like you, like you said, they can see. We cannot. So that's just something they need to worry about. <laughs> right. And that's tough. I mean, I still, like I said, I still haven't really gotten over that. That so, so I'm, I'm still hesitant when I'm swinging my cane around on a crowded place or, you know, I more or less not put it in my hand. I'll just have it. I'll kind of wave it a little bit around my body. Just kind of like to, so people know other to just move. Hopefully, hope, hopefully it clicks in their head. You know, like this dude can't see or, you know, he's having trouble seeing like we should move out of his way. You know, I had a lady I... step on my cane on purpose. Nah, yeah. that's nuts. With How do you know it was on purpose? Specialist. I was out. Um, we were doing a walk of uh, a store. And I was, it wasn't crowded. It wasn't a lot of people in there. And she was just being a jerk. And she stepped on it. And she was like, you need to watch where you're putting that. And my O&M specialist was like, if she could watch where she's putting it, she would need it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, oh my god, that's that's like super rude. Right. I don't understand how people even like. I want to be like, where's your parents? Who raised you? Who raised you? Who could? Uh, what made you even think that that was? I'm not even bothering you. Right. Uh, I mean, Jesus, like, maybe if, like, you accidentally hit her with it and you're like, oh, sorry, you know? You know, like, okay, but, like, to actually go out of their way to be, like, to step on it just to be, just to do that and say that, I was like, that's unbelievable. And the one that they give you for free, it doesn't fold up. So it's really cumbersome. Like, it's really really a pain in the ass. So (laughs) I I have one that folds into, like, oh, yeah. Maybe, like, 12 15 inches long and i can okay. stick it in my purse yeah um, that's good. so if you step on the one that i have to fold i pay 65 dollars for that i'm pissed off 
So that's why I'm smart now because now I have I have two. I got the one that's you know standard, yeah, one like you're talking about. Right. I have a standard one with the big ball, but then I have if I'm just going out and I I don't want to carry something a little heavier, I bought a carbon fiber cane. I have one of those. That, that folds up to a, like a bunch of pieces. It's small, like and I can literally fit it. Yeah, like I can fit it in my pocket really. really? And um, yeah, because I I broke one of my canes once. It got stuck in a pothole and it snapped. Wow. And it was one of the, it was a foldable, but it uh, yeah the bottom one piece but a piece of it snapped. So I was like, well, you know what? They have to make a cane that's made out of carbon fiber that I know won't break. And I was like, oh, wow, they do actually make one. So I I like it because it's so light and I can wave it around really easily. So I, I usually use that. Actually, I should start using it more in like bar situations and things like that because it's easier kind of the, to hold and deal with and than using the other one. Because the other one, you know, I don't know if you notice, and I still don't know if anybody makes one. Why don't they make a cane that doesn't spring open on its own? Um, mine doesn't spring. Well, yes, it does. It does spring open on its own. Like if you were to put like fold it up, you can't really like, cause mine fold. Mine's like almost like six feet. Mine's fifteen. Mine's the tallest one they make. Uh, uh, it's just like, or at least I think, cause I'm, I'm like almost six feet. So I I wanted something that was like a good distance away. Um, so when I fold it up, like it, if I were to say put it on a bar or something like that or whatever, it would you know yeah if you touched it it would probably you know start you know. Mine has like, rubber band around the end. That's, that's what I need. See, that's what I know. Mine doesn't have that. It has the little thing, but I can't get it to wrap around. It has the little rubber kind of rubbery thingy, the hook, you know. But yeah, it doesn't it's like a rubber. I can't get it to really. It's a rubber band. Like, I can't get it to wrap. I can't get it to wrap properly, so I can like so it stays, you know, close. I feel like they should make like mine has a holder. If I want to bring, I sometimes I'll bring the holder this way. I can just slide it in the next, uh, next like a velvet kind of holder, and um. Sometimes I'll just use that. I'll bring that with me, and I'll just put it, and I'll bring it with the holder and everything. But I, I, I'm like, why? This drives me nuts because if you just touch that, it's gonna be like. Shh. So I usually I should I should probably start bringing my carbon fiber one. This way, I can just stick that in my pocket, and I don't have to actually worry about you know always you know the thing springing out or where am I gonna put my cane because it's just so you know cumbersome sometimes. Right. I had actually somebody at a bar ask me if it was Chinese sticks. Oh, okay, great. What are those Chinese thing sticks? Like the, the kendo sticks or what are they called? Like something like she's like, oh, those are really cool, whatever. And I was like, and I felt bad because she was being nice. Like, I was just like, actually, it's my, that's my cane. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. That's actually probably the funniest thing everyone's ever assumed that that's what it was. I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't be embarrassed. I'm like, don't be embarrassed. Stop being yeah. rude. You were just saying she was all. She was just really excited. She was like, "Oh my god, those are the coolest!" This I was like, "Uh, <laughs> no," but it was still good. So I try not to. I try not to embarrass people. So do you deal with um? Do you struggle with the wet floor sign? No, I can feel see it. All right. So you're like, you know, so you're still so you're still winning versus the wet floor sign. Right. Still winning. All right. Um, I do have a problem with bubbles though. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles um you know the kids blow bubbles in the house and i have um hardwood floors yeah and uh one time i slipped on bubbles <laughs> you can't make that up no that so <laughs> it's one it's one of my pet peeves balloons and bubbles i hate like don't buy oh. my and play-doh don't buy my kids oh. play-doh ever <laughs> Um, old slime goes in the Play-Doh category. Um, and if you're going to play with bubbles, go outside, not on the sidewalk, yeah. in the grass. Yeah. 
so someone wants to mess you up they just blow some bubbles in the Bub- house yeah bubbles will do it every time <laughs> like some criminals break breaking into your house they just gotta blow some bubbles to to deal with you yeah like i got you good luck getting me now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be it oh jeez. so if you could get your vision back what do you feel is one of the first things that you would do oh it's an interesting question like it was like the responses what is the first thing I would do Uh, go to a strip club sorry (laughs) is that the wrong answer I know that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) I I, know there's there is no wrong answer on this show so I mean if like if I've had people go from saying hey my life's pretty badass uh, nothing I would probably wouldn't do anything different than I'm doing. And I said, hey, you know what? That's fine. I've had people say a lot of us, you know, want to drive a car. Um, some people say, tr- like, go to certain places that they haven't seen before or haven't seen really fully, like, you know, Niagara Falls or, you know, big, you know, like these in really kind of deal to take them in. Um, it's, it's, it's anything. Like, I mean, every, or it's, for me, sometimes I, I, I always say, sometimes it's the simple things. It's like, hey, I want to go for a run at night. Because I've never gone for a run at night, really. Yeah, no. Not a runner. No. Um, like, but no, strip club, hey. There you go. You know, I, I, have, <laughs> I, uh, I haven't lost it completely, so I don't have the advantage of saying, okay, well, I don't see anything. What would I go back to? I guess if I had lost mm-hmm. it completely and I had the opportunity to get it back, it would be to see what my children look like. Okay. Like, I know. I, I can. I can see. Maybe what about maybe going back to actually being able to read again? Yeah. Um, Comfortably, because you said you're a big reader, so maybe I figure maybe instead of audiobooks, you'd go back to you know you'd be able to just, you know enjoy a book like you know if you used to. Right. Um. Again, I have all these gadgets, and so um. Oh yeah. The Kindle works. I have a, a large size Kindle, and that makes the, the writing big, so I can kind of see what's going on reading wise still. Hmm. <sighs> And you're not a driver, even and when you I, were, you said I, you didn't like yeah, driving. I didn't enjoy so. that much. Um, probably the only person that says that. Um, but I, the reason I say, like, go to a strip club, and it's, I know it sounds crazy, it's dark <laughs> in there, right? Right, yeah. And so I can't see. And then the lights, I have, I'm light sensitive, oh, so yeah. lights blind me. So you know how all the strobe lights are going and everything? Oh, it's yeah. Dark already. Yep. Mm-hmm. So at yep. that point, I'm completely blind. So it's completely not enjoyable. Right. And Where it's an environment that you're supposed to be having a fun time. But... Right. It's not fun for me. No. And um, I used to enjoy going, uh, a bunch of my girlfriends, we would go. Um, there's this place here called, in Houston called Onyx. Has the best <laughs> wings in town. And there you go. the best food in town, actually. All right. And so we, you know, before it got too bad, we would enjoy... Um, going to the strip club, and I haven't mm-hmm. been able to do that because it like knocked me out. It's something. It's something you. It's it's still something that you had to kind of give up in a way. So, right. You know. So that's that's the idea. Like with something you know, even though you haven't fully lost your sight, that it, you you had some things that you're you know, whether you can do them still or they're and they're just not as enjoyable anymore. You know. Or it's even like, hey, I'd be love to go to a movie theater and not have to sit all the way in the back. I sit the first five rows at the end. Okay. Because it's still flat. 
It's not any stairs. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And it's closer to the exit. And I gotcha. don't have to cross over anyone. That's smart. Yeah. That. See, I, I figure, I, I mean, I'm feeling like I got to sit all the way back. Because I got to, you know, obviously we have a smaller, you know, field of vision. So, and that's another reason why I'm like, I don't want to go walking all the way down the stairs. If I have to go to the bathroom and then go, yeah, and then, you know, then find the bathroom. And that's yeah, like not too much work. But that makes sense if you're like, you know, to make it a little more comfortable. You'd sit more like, like just before that, you know. Right. Rises up. Yeah. Yep. Boom. Go. Get out. Mm-hmm. Here's another fun question. I, I always curious is in your dreams, are mm-hmm. you visually impaired or fully sighted? Fully sighted. Nice. So haven't, you haven't ever experienced anything where like you felt you shouldn't be doing something or, or, or you had a dream or you had a cane. No, I still haven't had that. I haven't had that. But I've had, like, I always always say, I've had instances where I'm, like, I'm driving, and I know I shouldn't be. It's just, like, a feeling. Um, no. No, I haven't had a dream where I couldn't see. Okay. Now, what about since you stopped driving? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever had dreams before that you were driving, and now you don't have them? Nope. Because I had somebody yesterday with that. He didn't, it didn't dawn on him, because he's like, he's like, oh, I don't think my, my dreams really changed that much. And then he's like... Wait a second. Now that you mentioned it, he's like, since I've stopped driving like five years ago, he's like, I really, I, I haven't had a dream where I'm driving anymore. I'm like, oh, see, like, so small changes are happening, you know, because you know, you know, you, um, you don't do that anymore. So I write romance, I write novels, right? Right. And so all my dreams are usually very closely based on a novel that I, um, if I dream it, I usually, uh, if it's it's adventure, it's action have the best dreams ever they're like movies you have a very wild a very vivid imagination right and so usually anything i dream about becomes a book oh cool now where now where could people i mean i'm assuming these are all published somewhere right they're all published um where can uh work on where can people find them if they would want to uh um amazon has a lot of my books um mariah kingsley all right everybody check it out you know yeah, after my 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 wife is a book reader. I'm not so much, but that'd be a I might be able to get you know get her see if she wants to read. <laughs> and well, I guess that changed. So the book that I'm writing now, mm-hmm. um, when we go through those chats, there's a lot of people asking about um, romance and how do you tell your significant other you can't see or um how do you find someone with low vision that mm-hmm. is understanding i met my husband way before my vision went wonky um mm-hmm. and he is uh what's the best word to describe my husband he's very helpful but he's completely oblivious <laughs> <laughs> like the Just in case he's stuff. listening yeah, the obvious stuff that he could do, he don't get that. It, sometimes it's, it's the stuff that's like way out there, and I'm thinking, you thought of that, but you won't go it. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's the worst. Yeah. My wife um, still says over there sometimes. Yeah. Like, Where's over there? I kind of like scared yeah. him when he says Or she like, changes, she puts like dishes back where they don't belong, or at least in my eyes, they don't belong. I need well, to they wear everything. Deodorant. 
that's my biggest thing. Like my stuff that I have to have. Yeah. Um, right. They move it. And then I'm standing there but naked looking for deodorant. Yep, yelling out, Where's my deodorant? Yeah, but he leaves at like four in the morning to go to work. Oh, so no one's even there to hear him. No one's <laughs> even there. And so usually I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna get dressed and wait for my fire to get here. Yeah. Um, to find my deodorant. That's that irritates me. It's those kind of things that bother me. Those small those little small things. Right. Yeah. But um like with traveling, he is so adamant about um what I see, you know, a bucket list. Make a bucket list of everything you want to see. And pretty much everything on my bucket list I've seen. And he's right. he's facilitated that. Um he knows that I like driving certain kind of cars. And even though I can't drive anymore and my provider drives for me, she kind of loves driving my car. Okay. <laughs> um, and he buys, he does those kind of things. Okay. okay, that's good. I haven't actually tackled that on my podcast yet. And I think I would like to start, I want to start sooner or later, is kind of tackling the whole, uh, I, I mean, a couple of times it has come up where, you know, the relationship side of RP and, you know, people, you know, our significant others having to really deal with us. And, but I know people always ask, yeah, like, should I tell, you know, if I'm dating, should I tell the person I have it? And, you know, and or, you know, what should I do? You know, you know, if I get diagnosed and tell, you know, all just so many various things about, you know, people worrying about that, but I don't really talk a lot about it, but, but I know a lot of people do struggle. I mean, I hear a lot of, especially a lot of, I know a lot of women tend to struggle with their husbands just not really being helpful at all in terms of that or, you know. Yeah, I mean. Like, they could do other things. They could do other things. They can take care of this or that. But, like, in terms of like you said, just remembering all those little things that, that are important, really, especially for our safety and our just everyday life. That's where that's where. You know what you, I you found can't... that was the most helpful? Um, I blindfolded my entire family. Oh. Like one idea. day, um, I fell and I was really upset about it. And so I um called everyone into the living room and handed out blindfolds to everybody. Here, take this. <laughs> and I told them to keep it on for an hour, don't peek, and made them walk through the house. And after they all fell, at least once, they got it. There you go. So that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, it it was more of an empathy thing. Yeah. For me. Like, this is which yeah. Like welcome to my world. Here's what you gotta do. Yeah. Um and my my children, one of my daughters would like to be a doctor. Um and she is always researching something. Um and so when she researched blindness, a lot of things she's more considerate of. So, yeah, people just sometimes it's just a lot of people just aren't educated, you know, right? They, they don't get it, or like you said, you, I, I, having talked to you, I can tell you, you handle it pretty well. So sometimes we do so well, you know, like at what well, you know, maybe faking it or you know, or right. just As, getting make, by. Not so much people faking just, it, but making it. Yeah, and people just are like, oh, well, they're okay. Like they think you're okay, but then when that moment comes where you're kind of like, I need some help, that. They're just like, oh, it just completely throws them off because you spend so much time doing so well. Like my wife always says, like 
I'm her rock. And I'm like, I'm not always going to be your rock. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, you know, as things get worse, you're going to have to be mine. Right. You know, <laughs> like, so you have to be prepared for that. Like, you know, more dry, you know, she already does more driving, of course, and things like that since I've stopped driving. So, you know, I go, things are going to change. Like, or there's, you know, things I'm not going to be able to do that you've become so used to that I always do. So you, and she's like, well, you can still do them. I'm like, that's not the point. The point is to start learning how to do them now while I can still do them and I can help you. You don't want to get to the point where, you know, one day I'm just like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it's easier for you to do this. Like, then it's going to be me. And, and then and now she's, you know, going to stress out about it. When I, um, I just, I just kind of tried to prepare prepare everybody for it. For it, um, I found that everyone else was more devastated than I was. Yeah. Um, I went to therapy um, about losing my vision because what people don't realize is it's like losing a piece of yourself, a major piece of yourself, and then you have to learn yourself all over again. So I went to therapy for it, and so I kind of took out all of my anger and hurt and frustration out in therapy whereas when I got home I could deal with everyone else's grief about it you know um, right that's a good that's a good one thing to do have them deal with like you know people just don't understand this stuff you know the struggle mm-hmm. that we go you know like that that goes behind it like I mean I, I, I think I don't know if we, you know for you and stuff I put like I tend to try to put a good a front on sometimes, you know, but I have, I, I don't got my bad days, you know, where I'm just, you know, not happy, you know, and you're like, if you're, oh, what's wrong? I was like, well, hello, are you new? I've been dealing with this for years, like, and not, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have bad day. Like, and I, I think, and I think okay. that they don't realize that. I think they think, oh, well, you've been dealing with this for this long. Why is today a crying day? Well, <laughs> today Macy's had a sale, and you know. <laughs> I went to try on shoes and couldn't figure out what color they were. And, you know, I don't know if you have this, but some days my vision is worse than others. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. RP yeah. days. Right. So <laughs> some days I'm perfect. Some days it's so great that I don't need no help and I don't want yeah. your help. Yep. And there's I got other this. days when it's so bad that I'm literally terrified to go to the bathroom. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you are you're walking into every, you know, door frame and right. or whatever in the house and like if you hit one more thing, you're going to lose it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, oh, yeah. I had a funny story um about dating. Um there's a place here called the Lighthouse for the Blind. All and right. so um I was there. Of course, I had my cane, but of course I can see people walking up and down. So this one guy, he walks up the hall and he sees me and pulls out his phone and he takes a picture and then he walks swiftly away. And so about two or three minutes later, I guess he examines the picture and he comes back and he was like, hi. And I was like, hey. And he was like, so you're completely blind, right? And I was like, no. And he's like, so I guess you don't want to date me then. And he, <laughs> he gets up. He walks away. So he's albino. He has these huge spots over his eyes. And I guess he figured because, you know, that was his problem, I would 
you know, not to overlook it. Yeah, yeah, right. And I and I stopped him and I was like, first of all, I'm married, so that's that's the reason this wouldn't work. <laughs> so you seem like a nice guy. Shoot your shot with somebody else, but don't not shoot your shot. Have some confidence that no matter what you look like, you can at least get a companion. Yeah, there's somebody there. Right. It's interesting you mentioned the White House because actually yesterday I had on Carl Arredondo and he actually works there. Hmm. He was, he was mentioning the Lighthouse Services for the Blind or whatever, yeah. So he used to be a, uh, I guess he was the local meteorologist actually up until not too long ago for the, I guess, I forgot what station, but uh, then he switched over and uh, he started working in at the Lighthouse. Okay. So you have another fellow RPer that's also in Texas that's not too far from you. Okay, great. I think he's also in I think I think Carl's also in Houston. You said you're you're in Houston, right? I'm in Houston, yeah. Yeah, I think he might also be. Let me see. I think he is also in Houston. Let's see. Because I couldn't sort of. I know he's definitely obviously close to you because he he works in the lighthouse, but I couldn't remember if he was in Houston. Yes, yeah, works at the lighthouse. He has to be in Houston because I don't think there's the club. There's not another one. I don't believe. Yeah, because it says Carl's journey. He has a he actually had a story about him. Uh, and um. WWL TV or whatever on uh it's a Carl's journey using a cane working with lighthouse and one thing he doesn't want to miss or something yeah so, so that's cool I'll have to... oh he's in New Orleans okay no see see he's uh, he's in Central Time Zone he's in New Orleans so I don't know they might have a lighthouse there yeah maybe they do to, yeah because it's weird that you mentioned that I was like and I didn't uh, I didn't I have to I have to ask him about that it's kind of cool I didn't realize it was a a couple of different areas or different so very cool well i want you i want to thank you so much for being on today it was a lot of fun and i wish you so much luck with your romance novels and thank you you're welcome and i just continue doing what you're doing anytime you, you need to, anytime you need a, a guest i'm more than happy to do it for you especially when you do their relationship ones yeah, I'll definitely I'll keep that in mind because, okay. uh, like I said, at some point I definitely I do have a couple people that I want to do like a follow up with, and I just haven't decided if I'm going to run a separate podcast for that. You know, not not on the same like have one be you know this is some VRP, but maybe have a living with VRP, but like something else underneath it, you know, kind of, and you know, where are they now, or you know, or or something, I don't know. I haven't figured it out, but there's some guests that like I feel like they have more to 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 uh to tell and or you know a different as you know different aspect you know things and where we can maybe dive in on one subject you know and really kind of you know go for it. No problem, anytime. So sounds good. So you have fun and enjoy the rest of your day. All right, talk to you later. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Right, bye bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. See you next week for another episode of Living Free with RP. Get up off the walk. I've never met a challenge I wouldn't face.